Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is the Rabbit Hole Podcast. Peace. <laughs> you are listening, you are listening to, the to the Rabbit Hole, Rabbit Hole Podcast. Podcast. Good morning, everyone. This is Shane, and this is your host of the Rabbit Hole Podcast. It's been a few uh, weeks since I've actually recorded something. Um, I've been very busy uh, working on a master's thesis project for grad school, and I'm very proud to say that yesterday I actually defended it and passed it. It had a full pass, so I'm officially a uh, graduate's degree recipient. Um, it's, it's a lot of hard work. It's been um, a few years, uh, and I'm, I'm very proud of my accomplishment. And, um, you know, we're going to continue working forward, uh, continue to uh, educate ourselves, uh, and just always explore um, the options that we have. Um, but I really believe that education in the process of education is extremely important uh, for our youth and even for ourselves as adults, no matter if we're in our 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. Um, I think the most humbling thing that I've actually seen in the classroom um, are actually seeing, uh, is actually seeing elders in the classroom pursuing their education. I think there's been times where I've seen Elders in the classroom who, you know, who have, you know, a doctor's degree, a master's degree, and they're working on another master's de- master's degree, and and just the conversation that they normally bring to the classroom is always uh, very insightful and interesting, um, and then also always connecting with those professors, uh, you know, especially those professors who have a true passion uh, of teaching. Uh, and then those who are uh, very interested in mentoring students to get through the process because that's really the key uh, of education is that process. Uh, that process is pretty hard. What is that roadmap? <clears throat> I'm sure in def- different disciplines it's a little different, but, um, you know, it, it's really important once you actually uh, begin your education to have some sort of roadmap to follow because a lot of us out here may not even know. Um, I am the first generation uh, who actually received a, the first person out of my generation within my family from my mother and father who's actually received a undergrad and now a, uh, a, a graduate's degree. So I'm very proud of my accomplishment and um, I think I should be because it's a lot of hard work, a lot of dedication a lot of focus, um, a lot of hours writing, uh, writing and rewriting and writing and reading and reading and researching, and I loved it all. Um, there would be times where I'd be dead tired and couldn't focus on anything, but I had to pull that energy from somewhere, um, and I did. So I'm very proud of that. I want to go ahead and send a shout out to my professors who were on the uh, committee. Uh, Dr. Lonnie Brooks, uh, you may have heard him on my podcast uh, talking about uh, future thought. Um, 
very uh very interesting interesting uh very educated man who has insight into the future and what we should be doing to prepare ourselves for the future um dr Carderis, um she was on my committee as well as a co-chair um and then dr terry west uh he is another professor uh very great very good teacher um, and he actually gave me some real good insight on the, the different techniques and methods of actually teaching. Um, and the way that he actually ran his classroom was very interesting in, in how he actually taught it in terms of kind of learning from observation. Um, he showed a lot of movies uh, in his classrooms, a lot of videos, um, and and the idea behind it was to gather theories or uh, connect theories. Um, you know, very, very interesting teacher, uh, good teacher, and I'm glad that all three of them were on my committee to actually, uh, let's see here, uh, really make the moment worth it and let me know that it, it did come from hard work um, because all three of them were very respected um, professors in their their field of communication um, as as uh, professors for the university, and for them to say yes, you pass and give me some very good insight on the project that I presented to them, um, it, it really uh, qualifies me as you know what I, I put the hard work in, I put the effort in, and um, and I and I passed it, I did it. So we, we completed that, we got that now. We are going to go ahead and start thinking about possibly a Ph.D. sometime in the future. Right now, I need to go ahead and focus on some other things. But, you know, that Ph.D. and how to get into that is definitely uh, near and dear to my heart. And uh, we're going to go ahead and keep moving forward. So with that said, I am very excited today to actually talk about some uh, cool things that's going on in the community. Uh, we're going to go ahead and bring in uh, someone who's going to talk to us about African Liberation Day 2015 here in the Bay Area. Um, we're going to talk about that festival as well as talk about the All-African People's Revolutionary Party. It's a Pan-Africanism uh, party, a, a group. And so we're going to actually talk about uh, the group as well. Um, and what they're currently working on and what some of their initiatives are in our communities. And um, we'll move forward from there. So as we always do, we always give our give our guests, our participants, a call. And uh, so let me go ahead and take a second and bring him in. So let's see if we can, if we still remember how to do this stuff here. here so yeah we're going to go ahead and give them a call give me one second here and i and i want to probably at sometime in the future probably have a podcast of you know how to sign up for grad school how to get through the process and you know uh, what programs to actually search out you know what websites to do you know how to get funding from either work or financial aid or <clears throat> and then you know uh how, how to actually uh you know, study for a lot of the papers that you write, you know, and 
and then how to actually go through the uh, graduate committee process. Um, you know, of course, there's different ways of actually uh, completing a graduate course. There's, you know, you have to create your thesis statement. Um, there's the exam, or the option that I selected was the thesis project. Um, so let me go ahead and bring in the brother right now, and let's see. Very excited to uh, have this uh, podcast open today. Hello. Uh, good morning, me? brother. This is this. I, I can hear you loud and clear. This is Brother Shane. How you doing today, Doctor Aku? I'm sorry, Brother Akubandu. Yes, Akubundu. Uh-huh. I'm well, thank you. How you doing? I'm doing well. Right now, you are live and direct on the Rabbit Hole podcast. Uh, we're actually broadcasting live at this uh, time <clears throat> in space. <clears throat> and I wanted to bring you on. I just uh, apologize for calling you a little later than I told you was. But normally in my podcast, I normally kind of do some sort of introduction and Basically, I, I use the first couple minutes of the podcast here to basically talk about a uh, recent uh, accomplishment that I achieved, which was uh, uh, passing or actually defending my thesis project to my graduate committee, and they gave me a full pass. So, you know, I, I'm still, um, you know, vibrating the, the positive energies and the accomplishments uh, from yesterday, and so I'm going to carry that with me as long as I can. But I'm very excited to bring you onto the call because we have, uh, you know, a, a, a festival, a celebration coming up uh, this weekend, uh, African Liberation Day. And I know that you are you are here to actually speak about that as well as uh, the, the, uh, the All-African People's Revolution Party as well. So how are you doing today, brother? Right. Yeah. Well, congratulations to you. Um, Thank yeah, you. I would have liked to have heard your uh, your accolades uh, about you know that significant accomplishment. So yeah, well done. Absolutely. Thank you very much, and 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 you will definitely have access to this recording after our call here today uh, because it is uh, okay. live. It's actually on my website shanehair.net, as well as on uh, the pod the podcast hosting site called Blog Talk Radio. Under the rabbit hole podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing that because I'm I'm part of that challenged uh, generation on some of this technology, so that's good to know. Not a problem at all. So, tell us a little bit about <clears throat> about yourself. I was looking through your through your bio here, and I really appreciate you sending it to me. A lot of guests. Uh, they have been sitting me one. I normally do a lot of research through uh, the internet, like uh, uh, LinkedIn or Facebook or uh, or or just general pages that they actually set up for themselves. So I really appreciate you sending me your information, and I was very glad to see that you know you you also have your your masters uh, in urban planning. You also have your undergraduates in business administration. So. Uh, you know, I started this conversation off talking about education and just that process of getting through education 
And one thing that I know that we all have in common is understanding how tedious and how how much hard work you have to put into that process. Yes, it, it's it's very challenging, um, and I think it's a a rewarding path in a lot of ways, uh, both in terms of your know, academia and and the structures that are set up. Um, I actually was was fortunate enough to realize that um, you know coming out of uh, Los Angeles area, it, it's very easy out of any of our communities. Truthfully, it's easy to get distracted and to not be able to see, you know, goals that are based on something concrete. And um, I was able to, mostly by way of my, my father's example and, and um, uh, others around me that were educated and, and intelligent, I was able to see that, um, you know, getting an education was, was one of those things that, you don't have to ask anybody for in terms of what you have and are able to um, you hold on to, right? It's just right. like a lot of things can get tailored. Like I was an athlete, and I realized that to go out and hurt myself, that career was over. But with knowledge, it's right. something that you – I don't want to say you own it. That that sounds so much uh, impersonal in one sense, but it, it's yours, it, and it's something that, you know, with knowledge, and then and then you learn to uh, utilize the uh, the wisdom of it. It's it's very important um, to to apply knowledge, and and that's been the challenge and and the things that I've gone through uh, life is is learning how to apply the knowledge that we uh, acquire uh, so that it actually reflects in in true wisdom. Um, so yeah, um education was was a cornerstone. Um ironically or 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 I guess the other side of that coin is that I've I've told students and uh often and and reflected also on my on my own children is that don't let school get in the way of your education. And by mm-hmm. that we mean that there is another aspect of life that is um is critical to to learning and and sometimes we take on a a arrogance about our um education that you know doesn't reflect the reality of our people or doesn't necessarily reflect the uh circumstances that uh we need to apply that knowledge to so uh that that's what i mean by don't let school get in the way of your education um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. and and so because with there, that, there's I, actually... I, I... go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was saying no, no. Um, with that, it's it's yeah. challenging to be able to uh, yeah to apply that knowledge and and to to make things that are meaningful. I, I think that was the main idea I was trying to bring out of that. Absolutely, I I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I understand that there's you have to have a a general um, wisdom and knowledge about what's going on in society, especially in our communities. Um, but I but my perspective and my belief is that you uh, you you acquire you acquire the knowledge about the systems that surround us. You got to have an understanding about the 
um, the systems about us and how they actually operate, right? You got to actually kind of put to put words to the emotions, the, the words to the visuals that you're actually seeing. And then once you actually have words and you have the knowledge of the systems and, 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 and what's going on, then you can go ahead and actually start putting some kind of critical thought to figure out ways to either work within those systems or create your own systems that can actually coincide with them. Um, and I think that right there is really the key to really developing our our communities and, um, you know, pushing them forward into the future. Yeah, definitely. I, and I, I, the challenge for us, obviously, is we live in a repressive system and, and capitalism, uh, imperialism, white supremacy, these are systems that dominate the world today. And right. The fact that they are, by nature, repressive systems challenges us in, in various ways, and particularly, as you said, learning those systems, because you can't fight against something if you don't know its character, if you don't know the nature of it. But one of the natures of those systems is, and, and of any system, really, is to seek a certain level of, of uh cohesiveness of people around it so that it doesn't always have a bellyache, if you will. Um, yes. Except for this system, when, when, when it gets to the point that it's at, where it's uh, antiquated and it's long overdue in its, in its transformation to another level of society and it's holding on, it's like that cornered, wounded animal, uh, and it's, it's holding on, then it instead of making a transition that's better for humanity and for people, it becomes more vicious. It becomes more mm -hmm. repressive. Um, and and so again, a, a caution to our educational process because we know that this system utilizes that educational process too to seek that cohesiveness of of everyone in the society. I mean, I haven't been able to find, and I'm sure it exists, Revolution 101, you know, in the university. Um, and, of course, there are some creative uh, courses out there that do uh, spark us. I think education in general, and that's, that's kind of the, the, the basis, essence of what we're talking about, education in general does spark us to look deeper. And, and once you start looking deeper, then, you know, the whole world, the whole universe opens up for us. It, it really does, and that's why I value value uh, education so much because it just opens up just so much more. You know, I, I was talking to my professors yesterday, and they asked a pretty poignant question. Um, what was my frame of thought the, the 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 same today as it was a few years ago when I actually started my graduate uh, degree? And and basically, I told them absolutely not because at the time when I was uh, when I was considering uh, going after a master's in communications, I was, you know, I was working, I'm coming home, taking care of the kids. And it was like Groundhog's Day over and over and over again. And I just wanted to spark something different in my mind. I wanted to think something other than, I work in technology, I wanted to think about something other than um, data bits and, you know, admin passwords or, you know, hard drives or, you know, network cables and things of that nature. So I went on this journey to actually, you know, not really well to learn about the systems around me and different theories 
and concepts of thought, but also to have a better look at myself because through this journey, I've actually discovered a lot more about myself than I actually really understood and that I know today. And I think that's just the, 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 the that's what you get from education is to really get an understanding of yourself. Um, and that and that part of the process is what I truly uh, appreciate and, and value. Um, and I re- really encourage anyone and everyone um, who's considering, um, you know, uh, at, you know, higher education to go after it because um, I was definitely one of those guys who in high school, <clears throat> I didn't even think that I was going to graduate high school, but I graduated high school. Then I've seen a lot of my, my brothers and sisters going off to San Francisco State or Cal Berkeley or to some of the community colleges. And I was like, you know what, if they can go there, I can go there too. Um, and then, you know, I, I didn't really think that I would be able to accomplish a, a, a bachelor's degree in anything, but I did that. And then to even think about a master's degree was way, way beyond my scope of the insight. And then, you know, I just accomplished that. So that just goes to tell me and, you know, and, and everyone else that anything is possible once you actually put your mind to it. Um, you've just got to put that dedication, that focus, and understand that there are there is going to be pain in that. But within that pain, you know, it, 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 for some reason, I believe that that that's just part of it. You got to feel the good. You've got to feel the bad. You got to feel the the the, the stagnation. The you know the the delayed gratification and all that other stuff to to, to get to you know your end goal. Um, so I really appreciate yeah. that. So, yeah, exactly. Talk- you know, it's it's yeah. it's just like they say, um, the rougher the water, the stronger the swimmer. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a reality that all those things that took you to get where you are 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 in in one analogy are muscles, and and once yes. you exercise them, they get stronger. You know, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I didn't hear what your uh, what your degree is in. Uh, communication. Oh, okay, okay. There you go. Great, great. So, uh, yeah, man. So, yeah, basically in communications, I have a master's in communications in a under undergrad in liberal studies with a minor in business business administration. Um, mm-hmm. And then I have a uh, I've been working in information technology for over twenty years. Um, from everywhere from, you know, being, uh, you know, that, that, that service person, you know, building computers and installing software, working on networks, installing big routers and mainframes and, um, you know, uh, working on security servers and backup systems and all the way up to the point where I'm working, where I'm actually rolling out and implementing large-scale um, uh, EHR, electronic health record um, platforms um, for uh, some okay. of our large um, uh, healthcare providers in the Bay Area here. Um, so now I'm actually project managing from from that uh, perspective. Um, but you know, it, it's not over. It's just something that I do uh, as a means to uh, take care of my family, continue to uh, gather knowledge about a field that I'm very much uh, passionate about and interested in. Um, you know, in addition to obtaining my community, uh, you know, the, my degrees, um, really considering a PhD some point in the future, but I'm just going to go ahead and stay on this high from this uh, accomplishment for, a, uh, <laughs> for as long as I can, uh, you know, deal with it. And then we'll move from there. 
Let's talk about the All African People's Revolution Party. Yeah. Um, well, um, as we were talking earlier about education and, and this idea of not letting school get in the way of our education, uh, it was at um, San Jose State that I became introduced to the All African People's Revolutionary Party as an undergraduate student. And as I, you know, pointed out in my bio, there's a lot of things in life, particularly growing up in Los Angeles with police harassment, um, coming to the university, uh, racist athletic coaches and instructors. And, and, you know, as a young person, you may not have a complete analysis of what's going on, but you know there's some inequity and things aren't fair. And so... You um, you start to seek answers, and and I started to seek answers, and and right at a, a critical point in my in my development, I encountered um, people that were grounded in a real sense of who they were, in a real sense of being connected to a much larger uh, view of the world. Uh, both and some of them were instructors in a formal sense, but many of them were activists or people that um, uh, just you know, had had experienced life in in a different way, and so uh, I was introduced. Uh, and well, I'll, I'll preface that also with the fact that as a student uh, and and starting beginning to work in organizations, which mm-hmm. at this point is 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 a fundamental part of our people's transition to our greatness and a transition to contributing to society and to humanity is, is being an organization is learning about organization is, is, you know, helping organizations evolve strategies that speak to transforming our condition. So um, I was starting in with student organizations, black student unions, pan-African student unions. And so then when I uh, encountered the all African people's revolutionary party, in that context of, of, you know, educating ourselves about ourselves, it became obvious that we need more than just student organizations or that we need more than just social organizations, that we needed something that would speak to political power. And so I saw that in in joining the All African People's Revolutionary Party, that this was a question of needing and and acquiring power for for our people. The party was founded by Dr. Kwame Nkrumah, who was the first president of Ghana. And okay. many, many people who know uh, the history of, of Nkrumah in Ghana was when you listen to Nkrumah's inauguration, inauguration speech, he states that the independence of Ghana is meaningless unless it is linked to the total liberation and unification of Africa. And so... Right. Um, the significance in that is that throughout his his life and his career, he continued to build more than just a small country. He he had the vision of, of Pan Africanism of of all of Africa and and African people even in in the diaspora becoming part of a strong uh, African nation similar uh, to Marcus Garvey, which he applauded Marcus Garvey. Uh, he recognized the work of Garvey, and so that's that's what that was based on, was this effort to um, build a strong, unified Africa. 
And so Nkrumah saw that, you know, just as Ghana was struggling for independence, so were other places, so were other parts of Africa fighting against colonialism and, and imperialism. And, and so that's why he said that it needed to be a unified Africa. He called for the building of the All-African People's Revolutionary Party, um, and the main strategies within that context were to build and to unify all these different struggling parties and organizations throughout Africa. Uh, and he called that strategy uh, building of the All-African Committee for Political Coordination. Uh, okay. In that context as well, they created initially what was African Freedom Day, what later became African Liberation Day, um, as a benchmark along the way of that path of, of uh, creating African unity and, and building uh, these various structures that he saw as necessary. So African Liberation Day becomes this this benchmark that we continue with uh, annually to check in, to gauge our progress. You know, you know, as a student, as a business person, you have to have these milestones to know that you're moving in the right direction uh, or to um, reboot, if you will, and, and figure out how to get back on track and move in the right direction. So we use African Liberation Day as, as a critical aspect of this process. It's, it's not so much a festival or or that kind of thing. It's, it's more an institution, and I know that word isn't as, as pleasing maybe as festival and, and, and all the carnivals and things that go on, but we've got enough of those. We need solid institutions that are built around our struggle, that are built around the work that we know is going on across the world. And so one of the goals with African Liberation Day is to, again, uh, we know the mainstream media doesn't give us anything, and, and you being a communication major, <laughs> that'd be a good conversation I'd, I'd like to have with you one day. Um, okay. So, again, African Liberation Day becomes that, that, that vehicle, uh, one of the vehicles, if you will, for us to find out more truthfully what is going on in the African world. I see. So, this, so my understanding is, I'm, I'm looking at the African Liberations Day dot net international, and I see that there is African Liberation Days throughout the, you know, entire world, uh, from Africa, Asia, the Caribbean, Europe, and then all over the United States. Um, so ours here in in Oakland is uh, actually this weekend on May 23rd from 12 to 5. Correct. Uh, yes, and then at five we we actually have a reception uh, where we'll just you know have a, a little something to eat and have a chance just to touch base a little more informally. Um, okay. So we actually go to so, about six, but yeah, twelve to five for the program. So uh, me being a person who had no knowledge of African Liberation Day. Uh, when I show up there at 12 o'clock, what should I expect? You should expect a high level of energy and enthusiasm about our people, um, about being an African person. And I'd say that in terms of enthusiasm, in terms of being proud of it. Uh, and so it's, it's, it's our day to come and, and feel good about who we are. So there's real positive energy, positive vibration, you know, um, 
people uh, focusing in on our our commonality, our similarities, our our uh, mm-hmm. commonness in our struggle, and uh, and in that atmosphere, we go forward and we begin and try to keep a level of critical thinking. So we encourage involvement both uh, intellectually and just enjoyably. Uh, We have panel discussions of smart, critical thinkers, activists, leaders. We have what we call edutainment, um, that being we don't want to just entertain and of course, you can't. Everybody learns in a different way. So, we've coined the term right. edutainment. And you know, when I when I use that term, what comes to mind is something Dick Gregory once said. He said, mm-hmm. "You entertain a slave, and you detain a warrior." And it, it, I'm not against entertainment, but you know, as I do, that we get <laughs> we get an overload of entertainment. Because we really do what the society uses it for is to try to mask some of the pain that people really feel from being in a in a powerless situation, you know. Um, so we don't we, you know, it's not just to play with words. It's also in essence we're talking about edutainment because the artists that come out are grounded and they, and they bring knowledge and wisdom and, and they just do it in a creative way, which is so powerful that we appreciate our creative uh, artists. So people will, you know, in, enjoy that. They'll get edutainment from uh, artists, uh, Zulu uh, Spear of the Nation, you know, um, a rap group. Uh, his brother's uh, real powerful and then some other poet and spoken word. So we mix the two. You know, we bring the education from from talking and critically analyzing and sharing views and, of course, question and answers from the audience with the edutainment, um, food for the for the body as well. Um, nothing major, but but some some nourishment. You know, we know when people are going to be around four or five hours, they have to have something to eat. And we do encourage yeah, people to wear all white. Too. Yes. We encourage people to wear all white uh, clothing. It's it's not mandatory, you know. It's like if you don't have white, you have to run out and buy something. But one of the things, if you ever look at some of the historic films and, and things of African people when they were gaining independence and fighting for for truth, to see a, a stadium full of people all decked out in white, you knew they were there for the same reason, and it yeah. reflected the unity that we want to reflect at African Liberation Day. So even if it's just a T-shirt and uh, shorts or, you know, you don't have to come and decked out in your African garb. Uh, you're welcome to, of course, but it could be a T-shirt and shorts and tennis shoes, or it could be, like I said, your grand booba. Um, but we do encourage people to wear white. Uh, and again, that's that's not a mandatory uh, thing. Um, but I think what one of those little measures we were talking about is that as time goes on, and you see more and more people coming because they say, hey, I, I'm, I'm part of this. I'm, I'm recapturing this connection to what this African Liberation Day event is talking about, this program is talking about. Uh, that will be one of those subtle things that we'll see happen. That the whole room will be dressed out in white because we're there for the same reason and we're together and we yes. just want that energy from that day. So it's a high-energy day. It's a good day. Uh, we encourage people to come out, as you said, there, the one in Oakland. 
Um, however, if people go to AfricanLiberationDay.net, you'll see it's going on all around the world. Um, yeah. Most of them on that day, but there are others that were before, like last weekend and some next weekend. But uh, we've utilized that page not just for the African Liberation Days that the All-African People's Revolutionary Party puts forth, but for all uh, African Liberation Days, because we're not the only ones right. that host them, of course. There are many organizations. And so we've been using that website, uh, AfricanLiberationDay.net, as a clearinghouse of all the uh, African Liberation Days with the goal and the intention to one day have African Liberation Day in every major city where African people are uh, of the same mind, you know, not just do the event because it's to be done, but to really check in on what is happening with African people at this point in time and to express our culture at the highest level, both creatively, politically, uh, and consciously and spiritually. Of course. This is awesome. And I'm actually looking at the website right now as you speak. Um, it, like you said, there there's African Liberation Day uh, practically on every continent, um, in any in every city. From actually today going through next Monday, um, I'm looking at mm-hmm. uh, you know dates in Dominica right now from May 18th um, all the way through to May 29th. Uh, U.S. Virgin Islands, there's there's probably a half a dozen. Um, right. uh, African Liberation Day scheduled from the 20th through the 23rd. Uh, Gambia, um, Tanzania, Georgia, you know, of course, in the United Kingdom, and all of them are are, are actually this weekend. So this podcast is actually just doesn't reach the Bay, Bay Area. This is a worldwide platform that uh, you know millions of people have the opportunity to listen to listen to. So to those that in an area that's outside of the Bay Area, outside of the United States, uh, somewhere in the Caribbean, South America, uh, you know, the UK, Asia, um, definitely check out AfricanLiberationDay.net, and I'm quite sure you will find your city um, on this list. Um, and definitely, uh, you know, join in the conversation, be part of that conversation, be part of that dialogue. We're all white, and all, all, during this weekend, let's definitely um you know uh be be engaged and wear all white and be unified during this weekend to celebrate the consciousness of uh of of our culture of our people um in this society at this point in time that's great that's right. is there, is and, there you know, i would covered yeah i would Go just ahead. wanted to add and, and encourage folks that if for some reason there's not one near you this year to get in touch with us. And, and you know, we have a, a plan and a strategy to expand African Liberation Day. So uh, we would work with people who's, who, you know, feel like, wow, we need one in our city or we need one in our locale. And they don't always have to start off as these grand uh, parades and festivals, you know. It just, just has to start off, and, and we go from there. Right. So, yeah, we have uh, should be some contact information on, on that website. And, and I believe that one links to the uh, AAPRP-INTL.org, uh, which is the All African People's Revolutionary Party's uh, page. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yes. Uh, now, now, for the Afri- African Liberation Day that's happening this weekend in the Bay Area, and uh, let me go ahead and give everybody that address 
and times be there. It's in Oakland, California. It's on May 23rd, 2015 from 12 uh, p.m. to 5 p.m. The brother just said that it will probably go a little longer because after about 5 o'clock, they'll be serving food or food will be available. Um, It will be at the Eastside Arts Alliance. That's at 2277 International Boulevard, and the door is open at 1130. And definitely check out the uh, other sites if you're listening from, you know, other places in the in the world. Check it out on um, AfricanLiberationDay.net and, uh, you know, look up your location. Um, I've, I've seen locations in Toronto, Brooklyn, Atlanta, Chicago, Detroit's in the house. So we got it all. We guys have recovered from, you know, the, the motherland throughout Africa and Asia, the Caribbean and Europe, and then, of course, all over the United States of America. Is there a cover mm-hmm. charge? No, no. Uh, none that we host. I I don't know of any that, that have um, a cover. I know we don't um, uh, in terms of the ones that the All-African People's Revolutionary Party is hosting, and we about a, a dozen of those are ones that we're doing directly. Uh, we just feel like the political education is, is the value uh, that's needed. Um, some places might have a, uh, and actually we used to have in addition to the panels and the the daytime uh, edutainment, uh, we would have a full concert. Uh, we In the past it had Gil Scott Heron and Mary Makeba and Hugh Masekela, you know, so uh, yeah, if, if they're throwing down like that, you know, they may be asking for something. Um, our current Reality is that we we're not doing uh, the African Liberation Day uh, concert, and 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 those were usually fundraisers to bring our guest speakers, and you know just to cover the expense of it. But hopefully, uh, you know, with so many creative artists, that, that that's something we get back to in the coming years. That that's great. Uh, just just like you said, mm-hmm. just all of us being in one uh, one one frame of mind, one. One uh, where all of our energies can connect and we can share information about what's going on in our communities. And we have scholars and um, individuals who can actually speak eloquently and, you know, drive us to, you know, positive change. Um, is, uh, you know, like you said, we don't need all of the, the, the big band, you know, bells and whistles. We just need some time for us to actually sit back and conversate and link up and connect and make sure that we're right. Uh, if we're not all on the same page, that we all get on the same page. Let me let me That's ask right. you this question. I like to ask all all my guests this question because what you kind of touched on your your background, you know, uh, your background, and then what's currently going on uh, with the uh, Af- African Liberation Day, as well as the uh, your, your organization uh, AAPRP. Um, but where where do you actually see this movement, this party, uh, in the future? Let's just say fifty, a hundred years ago, the work that we're doing today. How are we mm-hmm. making that change for the future? You know that that's a good question and very important uh, because a big part of these kind of generational struggles is that we have a clear vision of where it's headed. And we say our objective is Pan-Africanism. And Pan-Africanism 
can be defined and is defined historically by looking at the fact that we, we want a liberated Africa. We don't want the resources of Africa going to enrich fat cats and folks around the world while African people are impoverished. So number one is to regain the the control of our resources. And historically, of course, it was from the colonial powers directly when Britain and France and Germany and, and, and Belgium and all these folks had their hands right in our pocket directly. Today, it's more of a neo-colonial reality to where they use folks that look like us or, or through the uh, capitalist imperialist economic system are able to manipulate and continue to control as well as going in and directly uh, grabbing up the land. Um, mm -hmm. And whether it be uh, Chinese, Japanese, or, or, or Western imperialism, um, you know, whoever comes to work with Africa, African people have to benefit from it. Bottom line, we're not trying to isolate Africa. So I would see an Africa that has uh, liberated itself from those uh, interests that are, are trying to, and, and will still be after us, even in 50, maybe even 100 years, we'll still be trying to take advantage. But the difference will be that we will be in control and much stronger. Um, a precursor to that, obviously, or, or a, a corresponding to that liberation is the unification that's necessary. As I started yes. the conversation talking about Dr. Nkrumah's uh, analysis and saying that Ghana's independence was meaningless unless it's linked to the total continent's unity, yes. was the fact that Ghana's a small country. So now we've got 54 small countries that really cannot stand on their own against a European Union, which you know, Afri the African Union had the idea before the European Union while they were saying it's nonsense for us to think about unifying such a diverse continent, they go and unify Europe so that they can have a stronger economic position, uh, mm -hmm. the United States. So all these entities that are powerful and that are able to control the world's economy and the, and the world's resources are unified. So we see clearly that Africa must be unified. And that diversity that we have becomes part of our strength. It's not a, it, it, has its challenges, but it's not an obstacle. It becomes part of our strength in this vision of Pan-Africanism. So we say it's a total liberation and unification of Africa. And then clearly, as we were saying, that the, the, the main enemies that we face today are capitalism, imperialism, with its face of white supremacy and Zionism and these, these issues uh, uh, that still may have on a different clothing, but really are the same uh, exploitive essence is that we need a system that is not of an exploitive nature. And so right. tied to the unification and liberation, we say we need a unified socialist Africa. And I know many people still to this day have not studied or understand or, or you know, recognize the benefits or the strength of socialism, but it's there. And it's, it's in, in truth, in our analysis, um, it's one of those things that will inevitably happen. It's not a question of, I don't like it, so I'm going to do something different. I don't like capitalism, and it's the dominant system. 
But the difference with mm-hmm. socialism is that it is based in, in society, as the root word right. says, versus capitalism that is based in capital. And so anytime mm-hmm. you start transforming society, uh, uh, we have to have a system that is com- compatible with our interests. And our interest is not compatible with just getting more uh, pimps, if you will, to control our reality. We need our society. We need a socialist society so that the voice of the majority, the the voice of the people um, is the one that is is dictating and directing where we need to go. So that's what I see. I see steps toward Pan-Africanism, the total liberation and unification of Africa under one unified socialist uh, government, and I see that Africa being strong enough then to contribute to other peoples that we have solidarity with around the world, Um, you know, such we wouldn't have Cuba looking over its shoulder. We wouldn't have Haiti being trampled on, Uh, not without Africa coming to its assistance, and a strong Africa could do so much in assisting, as you you know, in this example, many of the other parts of the world that are trying to come from under the same uh, yoke of imperialism and capitalism. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I, I like that. And I think it's definitely a reasonable goal for all of us to work towards. Um, It is. And like I said, it's a generational one, you know, and and so I I guess, and we all like to quote Franz Fanon's, you know, each generation, uh, must uh, identify its historic mission and complete it or betray it. And sometimes we leave out that betrayal part of that quote. Uh, And I know that's a paraphrase, but sometimes we leave out that betrayal part because once you become conscious of what you're against, you can't just walk away from it now, you know. But there's also unconscious betrayal. It's like, okay, well, I don't even want to hear it. I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. That's as much betrayal as the person that says, well, I know this is wrong, but I'm going to do it anyway. So history is, history don't play. We, we really have to pay attention to it and, and make note of where we're standing in that continuum of history and continue to make history in the interest of our people. That That's interesting that you brought that up. So say, you know, you have a person who, you know, they're, they're African-American, they're African, um, you know, they're, they're living the, uh, the American dream, I guess you can say they're, they're working, they're educated, they're taking care of their family, kids are going to school, but then that person, they're, they're, you know, trying to really focus on their lives and, you know, you know, kind of keep everything together, keep everything moving forward for the sake of the family. And let's just say that person um, has an understanding that there's organizations like yours out here, but they can't really um, spend time because they're, you know, family life is, it takes a long period of time. Work life, it takes a long period of time. And then dealing with, you know, activities with the kids or whatever the case is. To that person, how, what would you say to them to get them involved? If they're not able to attend the, the meetings or attend the the African Liberation Day symposiums. Um, how would you suggest that person? How, how how could he be active? Because it would be obvious that they would have the resources, they would have the knowledge, they would, um, you know, have some kind of understanding. But it's just a matter of time. What would you say to that person to get them involved? Yeah. Or how how you know, could they, how could they get involved? 
there, there's a lot of challenges, of course, uh, to surviving uh, in this society, and, and we spend a lot of time surviving <laughs> because it is yeah. very difficult. And, and, and I emphasize that surviving part because that's really all it ends up being if we're not progressing, if we're not, you know, making the effort to, to move uh, beyond that. So, uh, you know, one of the strategies that we used early on was to identify what we call the, the revolutionary African uh, um, uh, intelligentsia. And mm-hmm. with this idea of the intelligentsia is to uh, organize those that are able to analyze the system, to able to interpret, able to communicate back to the masses of people that this is what we're mm-hmm. facing. And mm-hmm. in that effort of organizing the intelligentsia, you, you you have the ability then to politically educate the masses of people. You have the ability right. then to organize the masses of people because those become your 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 scholars, your uh, your gang leader. You know, I, I'm not going to leave the brother and the sister in the hood out just because they didn't go right. to school. Again, they. Right. No. can be a fundamental part of the revolutionary Absolutely. intelligentsia. So the Absolutely. goal at that point to, to organize the revolutionary intelligentsia is then to create the structures and the organization well enough so that that brother or sister who is 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 locked in to survival mode of feeding their family and paying their rent and, and like so many of us are, is that then they have, also have the option now to send their child at first, maybe to a Saturday school, where they're learning more of the history, learning more of the culture, learning some of the language, uh, and then eventually to a full school, to where they're uh, doing more and, and seeing themselves in the teachers and the administrators. Um, and so, again, a generational struggle begins to transition to where this hardworking person is not just dumping money into the same model of exploitation and oppression, but has broken the mold to begin to support something that is truly working in their interest. But the challenge, of course, is one is to get that that ideological perspective clear, that yes, this is in your interest. Yes, this is uh, 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 has a long-term uh, effort, but will lead to progress and, and the transformation of our condition. So we place a lot of emphasis right now on the political education and the information. So even that hardworking person, and I don't want to just say it that way because we all work hard in a lot of ways, but let's say the isolated person who may not uh, feel they have the time or the energy to put into more than what they're already doing can take the time to even look at a conscious video or conscious information. You know, they don't have to get in the house and just turn on the network news and the network babble and accept it for what it is. They become critical thinkers of what they're facing. Um, And eventually they they find the time because it just boils over to the point to where they're like, look, you know, I'm taking a vacation this year and I'm taking it right around the time of African Liberation Day and I'm going to spend a week you know, working for African Liberation Day, as many of us did early on in the years when we first started, uh, uh, you know, pushing this. We took our, our quote-unquote vacation at the time where we could go and work for the people all week. You know? Right. 
And uh, we, we didn't allow the system to so beat us down that all we had time to do was go and relax on a beach somewhere. You know, we didn't just seek leisure time. We knew that we had to do more than. So we do, yeah, we do that 40-hour week, but with those perks, with, with whatever uh, benefit we had, we went in and organized our people. And so that's what and I encourage is- that person to do, is make every effort to raise their consciousness, make every effort to engage with the youth, uh, and make every effort to, uh, you know, be present where, where when possible. This is great information. And Akubandu, I really appreciate you sharing your insight and your knowledge about the All-African People's Revolution Party as well as the um, African Liberation Day happening this weekend in Oakland, California. You have mentioned something very interesting. You have said um, maybe that person he can't, you know, de- you know, designate time to uh, go to the schools or go to the meetings or you know, you know, catch up on the literature or, or the videos. But what they can do is they can go ahead and begin um, integrating their their children where that they can actually interconnect the two worlds, right, um, in in some sort of probably Saturday school and then probably eventually, you know, to a full school in, in support. In the Bay Area, what are the schools, are, are there schools that, you know, we, we can send our, our children to or are there program after-school programs um, that we can uh, begin, uh, you know, getting our children acquainted with that you know of? Um, you know, that's a good question, and I'm sure they're there. I, I don't know them off the top of my head. My, mine are all grown up, and, you know, uh, in some ways, unfortunately, they just went through the regular, you know, school system, but because they did have myself and, and their mom and other folks around them, you know, we, we kept doing what we could to, to educate them. Um I know there has to be with with Oakland and, and, you know, some of the communities around, so uh, I'm going to have to pass on naming them right now because I really don't know. But I do know right now there's an effort in Oakland that uh, we're calling the State of Black Oakland or SOBO. And in SOBO, uh, although it's a new formation, it's a formation of eight or nine different organizations of which our party is part of, uh, I expect good things coming out of that because it is engaging the community. It's engaging the um, all aspects of the community, and we know that one of those will have to be more and more uh, at, at our youth and educating them. So, uh, and there's a Facebook on on Sobo S O B O, the state of Black Oakland, and some of the work that has happened, uh, but there's much more to come in the coming months and years. Absolutely. This is just great information. I really appreciate you taking the time um, to have this conversation and let's have this, uh, this dialogue between our, our ourselves here. And for our listeners who are interested in joining um, all African people revolution party, what do they need to do? Is there a, is there, how can a person become a member or become engaged or a part of uh, this organization? Well, at, definitely at our website, there's some instructions there on, on how to join. Uh, and that's, again, the aaprp-intl.org. And at African Liberation Day, 
uh, we clearly will have a lot of information and encourage people to join our organization, our party. One of the things that uh, a new recruit, if you will, our structure is such that we build what we call work-study circles. And in a work-study circle, you get 5 to 13 people that meet every two weeks, and the basis of their meeting is, one, ideological discussion around an assigned reading. So, for instance, one of the first books is uh, W.E.B. Du Bois's World in Africa. And so the individuals in there would have read 70 to 100 pages, and they come and they begin to learn how to collectively, critically think about this material that one of our great elders, a great Pan-Africanist, has written. And so we go through that process of study. And then we also, in these work-study circles, have what we call uh, geopolitical affairs, where we take a portion of the meeting and we look at parts of the world and analyze, learn these critical tools of analysis uh, collectively, again, about what's going on in the world. Um, and then, of course, we take care of some of the internal business uh, of, of communication and those kinds of things. And so this work-study circle process begins and is the foundation of our organization because we want people working collectively, thinking collectively, uh, trying to heighten their understanding and, and becoming you know, critical thinkers. Now, that's right. obviously more on the theory part of it. Uh, we do mm -hmm. have a structure that also engages a person in, in work, uh, such as what we call committees. So, for instance, there's a political education committee, and their job is to write, is to do podcasts, is to, you know, do the things that you're doing. But because this person now is working in a collective and analyzing ideas uh, collectively, those will be the ideas that they then project out. Uh, and, and seeking to bring about the unity in the community about Pan-Africanism and clarifying and, and educating because, you know, so much of communication in this, this world today is about confusion. <laughs> it's challenging for the, the, the uh, you know, good stuff to get out. So uh, that's the aspect of the work. And then we have other committees such as African Liberation Day is, is also the kind of work where we're bringing people together. And then, of course, as, as our capacity grows, there'll be more and more types of things that we can do. So that person who's interested in joining us, um, we know, as you pointed out earlier, there's people whose plate is full, full, full. So we try to take it, you know, step by step. At first, just come to work study. You know, read and come and talk with us and come and learn and let's build this collective thinking and then, of course, as a person uh, progresses and, and learns and grows, they internalize the ideas and principles themselves, and they begin yes. to, to push harder to do more. And, and, and that's really the only way you get it done. You can't just come and say, hey, you know, you can't do that more, no more. You have to do this. But once a person internally makes that decision, you know, I really do need to sit down and develop this dynamic podcast because there's so much going on in our community. I know this technology. I want to get it out to the people. Let me do that. And, you know, I'm, I'm hitting at what I know is your motivation. <laughs> but, but that's how it comes it really about. Is. The difference being that if we're in the same organization and we're sharing a certain level of ideas and concepts, that then those concepts can get to the people. And I, 
I truly think and, and believe, obviously, that the concepts of, of uh, and the principles, because we also have an ideology that we have named after Dr. Kwame Nkrumah and, and President Sekou Toure that we call Nkrumahism Toureism. And within this ideology, there are principles that that we stand on, such as collectivism. I mean, that that's one that we always talk about, unity, 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 and then we run out and we do individual, individual, individual. <laughs> Because right. that's what society pushes. So we have to recognize and learn what does collectivism, what does unity really look like. So our ideology of incrumism to raism has principles that are diametrically opposed to the dominant ones in capitalist society. Where it says individualism, we say collectivism. You know, where it says exploit and viciously get what you can, why you can, dog eat dog we say we have undying love for African people, you know. So uh, this becomes an important part of, 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 you know, joining an organization is to recognize what is their ideology, what are they talking about, where are they going, and, and how are they trying to get there. We try to make it real clear. We don't, you know, you're talking about transparent. This is more than transparent. This, is, mm-hmm. this becomes a question of internalizing, not just transparent. Not, so you have to not only see it, you have to at some point believe it and 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 grow into it. And because we talk about uh, uh, Africa as the basis, it's rooted in our culture. So it's not something foreign. And when something is rooted in in one's culture, it, it becomes much more organic. Uh, it feels more organic. It looks more. You know what I'm saying. And so it, it, it's not absolutely a question of trying something in somebody's head, it's about getting in that right vibration and that energy where the person uh, has been looking and wants to go. Um, and so, you know, it's a, it's a lot of work. It's tough because the dominant society is, is in a lot of ways, uh, out-organizing, out-politicizing us. And so we have to pick up our pace and do more. So we greatly appreciate folks like yourself that are using this technology to give us this opportunity, you know, to talk about these ideas uh, and recognize that this is a valuable tool. This is how it's done. It really is. And, and yes. Mm-hmm, it is critical. Yeah, it, yes, it, 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 it really is. And I really like the whole concept of um, uniting people of African descent um, versus mm-hmm. pulling them apart. Because as you alluded to earlier on in our conversation, the media is there to keep us kind of stuck in, in this false utopia of, you know, fantasy, fan- fantasyism, um, where, you know, life should actually look like that. And on all of our channels, we actually see a lot of our people, um, you know, being br- brutalized, uh, you know, see a lot of racist type mm-hmm. stuff just throughout the media. Um, and really the focus is really like quickly, and has been for like many, many years um, to keep us apart and keep us confused, keep us uneducated. But it's really important that organizations like yours, you know what, you know what, forget about all that entertainment, all that BS that you're that you're picking up. And let's go ahead and focus on something that will keep us together, bring us all together. Let's create a collective where we're where we're thinking the same kind of ideas, how we're how we can actually build up our communities and have something of substance here, because really, like mm-hmm. you said, the dominant um, uh, the dominant culture is is not really building anything for us. We got to really do it for ourselves. When they're thinking about the future, they're building the future for themselves. 
So it's really important that right. organizations like these, that they keep that in mind as well, that for the future, we, we got to definitely pull all of our resources together, get, be educated, you know, build up our communities, develop our own systems, and really start developing concepts and ideas and technologies for the future, for, for all of our uh, people across the diaspora uh, to, to to become aware of, of and familiar with. Um, I, I was reading through one of the one of the websites I've been trying to look for it for over the last twenty minutes or so, and you know there's a, there there's the movement right now, all Black Lives Matter, which they really mm-hmm. do. But then you guys actually uh, opened up that perspective dramatically, and in the right. quote I think I read is that all African lives matter because the the issues that we're dealing with here in America. They're dealing with over in Europe and, you know, the different countries throughout Africa, um, throughout, you know, the Caribbean and, you know, throughout all of the Americas. So I, I really like that concept. You know, all African lives matter. It's just not about the, the, the black lives or it's about Africans using us as a culture of, of people. So I really like that concept. Right. And I really like the idea of unifying uh, really uh, pulling our resources together, bringing our scholars um, together within our community to uh, collaborate and discuss, you know, change um, with, within our, our, our communities here to make them more dynamic um, and ready for the future. Let me ask you just some, right. some, some, some casual questions here. What, you know, this is the part of the the, the the podcast where we we've talked about all of the the, the serious stuff and it, it's very serious. I don't take it lightly at all. But let's just kind of loosen the mood a little bit. And I just would like to just get to know you just just more as a a person. Um, what's your 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 favorite pastime, Kubanta? Um, <clears throat> you know that that, that kind of is a good good transition from what you were just saying because you know one of the things that I think is important is that we recognize that um, there has to be a balance in life. You know, I, I raised my kids with, with as much of a balance, or we raised them as much of a balance we could give them, meaning that it wasn't just academics, you know, okay, you took care of that, now you can go over here and play with your video game, uh, now you can go to your mm-hmm. sporting event. And, and so I think that the importance of having a balance is is there. Yes. So as much as I like to sit down and read, you know, political economy and history of Africa and, and study and watch, you know, uh, educational informative videos because there, there, there's a, a proliferation of those with, with uh, you know, YouTube and all of this stuff and podcasts, uh, those things – I, I've I've conditioned myself because I don't think my nature of growing up was to necessarily like those things. You know, I mean, I grew up with the same cartoon television <laughs> in front of me that, right. that many of us. So I was so conditioned to just uh, being a receiver that it, it, it took training to get myself to try to do more than that. And and you actually reach a point to where it's enjoyable you know, to sit down and read and to learn and to fill some of those voids. Um, I I grew up as an athlete. I played football at San Jose State. And so, you know, to get to in in sports and, you know, again, uh, consciously developing some some healthy habits, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. go and do some yoga, some martial arts or 
or uh, ride my bike. Um, I think that the the point I was trying to make is, again, you know, really looking at a balance, you know, and obviously I I know folks like you do that are just hard line. Man, I don't don't know TV. I'm not doing this. I, I, you know, and I'll be like, wow, that's, that's pretty, pretty good. You know, you must spend a lot of time just, you know, getting ready. Um, with right. me, I, I got right. a different reality, you know, I'll turn on the tube. I'm a, you know, I like watching sports and, and, but I try to keep it to balance, you know, because yes. if I just sit there and get consumed in that, then I'm not enjoying that anymore. Um, and, and, you know, one of the things I do now, like if I'm busy, I'll just you know, record it and, Later, I can run through without the commercials, you know. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, that, that's the instead best of a three-hour basketball game, I got a 40-minute basketball game, you know? Absolutely. And, <laughs> with, and, and recently, the, there have been some real good basketball games, too. These guys. I enjoy these, it. Uh, yeah, you know, go Warriors, yeah. you know. And, uh, oh, I mean, so, great and again, I've, I've lived with roommates and people who are like, oh, man. And I, I applaud them. I had this one roommate. He used to come in my room in college. And he'd come in. He said, man, turn off that, that TV, man. What are you watching that for? And I'd look at him like, man, get out of my room, you know. And that guy is now <laughs> the chair of a department at a major university, you know, of Africana right. Studies. And, and and I mean he was a, a a a cut above, and I acknowledge that. I applaud him because he he wasn't joking. He'd go in and read the books and and study and and just develop an acumen that is way beyond um, where I was. And uh, he stayed true to that. And and so I use people like that. I try to emulate them. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yes, in the positive true. sense. You know, uh, and and I find myself sometimes telling folks, "What are you watching that for?" You know, and, and go in there because some of it I know and you know just just breeds more of the nonsense that we don't need. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then I'm a photographer, so my wife and I would love going out taking pictures. We we make mm-hmm. a habit of taking them at demonstrations. So when we're out shutting down the port of Oakland with the ILW. You know, we, we're taking pictures. So we, we're, in one sense, you know, uh, killing two birds with one stone. You know, we're, we're right. perfecting right. our craft and, and learning it, but we're doing something we like to do. And then we're documenting history. So That's that right. becomes the, the, the mentality of how do you blend, align the things that you're interested with. Like an artist, if you're a rapper or a visual artist, you know, you do it about the people. It's not art for art's sake. It's it's art about the struggle. It's 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 yes. you know, it's your art about what's going on. So yeah, I I I get enjoyment out of that. You know, I you know like most people, I love it when the plan comes together. You know, so mm-hmm. we've been working hard for this African Liberation Day. And as the day progresses, and you know. And, 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 you know, uh, people willing, God willing, people show up on time and are ready to do their jobs, you know. It's like, yeah, that's what I enjoy, you know. <laughs> so that's me just, uh, another my, plug to my, encourage my, that. <laughs> my my next question here, my final question here, what's your, your favorite technology or application? I know you mentioned that you're a photographer, that you enjoy watching television on, on demand. Um, you know, where you record them. But what's your what's your favorite technology that you know helps you? You know, uh, you know through the day. Yeah, you know, it's 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 on one hand almost overwhelming. Uh, on the other hand, 
Um, I, I, I want to grasp as much as I can of, of the, uh, the technology that's at our disposal. And, and in one sense, I feel obligated to continue to perfect certain aspects of it so that I can better contribute to what we've been talking about. So with my photography, you know, using Lightroom and, and these Adobe products, and this stuff's amazing. It's intimidating on one hand, but it's amazing on the other because I come from the old darkroom days, you know, and some people yeah. still like that. I'm like, y'all can have that. <laughs> sure, I'm going to sit down here in my iMac and play around. I don't need the chemicals and, and all that hassle, even though I, I learned it and, and enjoyed it when that mm. was the technology. But now there's this technology, um, the uh, 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 desktop publishing. You know, we used to have to use Zipatone to make a flyer. You know, the little letters you get and you rub them on. <laughs> yep. And we would yep. we would make flyers then, or we would see a, a font in a newspaper. We copy it and cut and paste like a, a kidnap letter, ransom letter, or something. You know, and uh, but we did it because we were motivated to have a successful program and put a flyer together. Now you sit down with desktop publishing, you're pulling this and that. And again, I haven't mastered these things, but they become tools of organizing, tools of educating. So I, I get what I can from them. And, and a lot of that is just getting next to some of the youth uh, and building that organizational capacity. So even if I personally can't do it, I can put a call in and somebody say, hey, you know, we need a flyer to da-da-da-da-da. We need a, a article. We need this podcast, you know. So we begin to build this network. And, um, you know, so that, that part of the technology I'm excited about, the networking capability of so much of this technology. I know in preparation for African Liberation Day, we do some Skype conferences We'd have people in Kenya and Tanzania and South Africa and in West Africa and the UK. I'm, I'm sitting there like, dang, we sit in all these different places and we chopping it up about African Liberation Day. And if we want to, we can see each other. Um, That's no cool. excuse That's so cool. to not put our all in organizing our people right now because the technology mm -hmm. for some of us is readily available uh, and, and we don't have to master it. We just have to use it with purpose. Yes. Yes, with purpose mm -hmm. is the key. Yeah. Well, brother, yeah, I, I really, really, really appreciate you spending um, your morning with me and having this discussion. Um, how can people get in contact with you if they have questions regarding the, the party um, or African Liberation Day? Is there a contact uh, a number or well, email address? Well, there's the one on the on the website. Uh, the the one on the aaprp intl dot org website. When people uh go to the contact there, uh, I I'm not the primary person, but they do get sent to me. Uh, what our web uh, coordinator does is that he'll sort it out uh by region as well. Uh, so that's one way, the aaprp-intl.org site. Um, let's see, what's the other one? Is uh, It's on our African Liberation Day flyer that they can contact, and that is aaprp.cali, C-A-L-I, at gmail. So aaprp.cali at gmail. 
dot com and uh myself and brother Nidamu uh monitor that email uh address. Um okay. but yeah folks and I can just throw out my phone number too. I mean if that's okay. People can call me directly. It, it, it's, I'm, compl- I'm it's, it's completely yeah, up to you. Um, completely up to you. I'm in the four oh eight area code four oh eight uh two one nine zero zero two five. And um yeah, I mean that's that's what it's about is is building that network and and making that contact. So hopefully folks visit our webpage. We got a lot on there, um, and uh, it's a good way to get in contact with us and come it, out to African Liberation is. Day this Saturday somewhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, yes, definitely uh, go to the African Liberation Day dot net to find your uh, your closest uh, African Liberation Day celebration in Oakland. It's going to be held at Eastside Arts Alliance on 2277 International Boulevard. The the doors open at 1130, and the program will go from, uh, let's say, 1130 all the way through to about 5 or a little bit after 5. Definitely uh, dress in all white to have, you know, be in a unified uh, energy uh, and state of mind. Definitely bring your your thinking caps, bring your your notebooks. Um, be ready to have some dialogue and conversate about what's going on um, in our culture at this present time. Um, so, thank thank you again. So, if anybody thank you, brother, appreciate out, it. Any any time, I really appreciate your conversation and your energy this morning. Um, if anyone would like to reach me, uh, you can al- al- always reach me through uh, the Rabbit Hole Podcast Facebook site. Uh, just go ahead and look for the Rabbit Hole, face- Rabbit Hole uh, Facebook group. Uh, you can also reach me through my site, ShaneHair.net. Reach me directly through email at Shane, S-H-A-N-E, at ShaneHair.net. Always be curious of life and always Discover the experience and envision yourself in the future. You have been listening live and direct to Rabbit Hole Podcast. Peace. He is the King of Kings, the Lion of Judah. The name Haida Selassie means part of the Trinity. Educate yourselves of Africa to liberate yourself, Africa. Keep your heads up high, no more will we cry Our history that they stole, Africa Is written in our souls, Africa Oldest nation on this earth, know just what you were That's all for rights and words History says that you've betrayed us Talking of the gods you serve Hear the rumbling in the sky Tears that our forefathers cry And today we're still in chains Take the shackle from our minds You're the cornerstone The king upon the throne How beautiful are thou Africa, our nation have to bow, Africa, don't you fall from grace, you're that sacred place, 
the people, motherland representer. I'm on trial with the man, she my co-defendant. And I demand her attention, can you focus, woman? I'm getting closer to the sky every time I hit it. Holly Selassie, power of the Trinity. Soul made in Niger, my vice made in Italy. White man's world that I'm living in, some say. But it was Africa, the continent we all came from. Can't nothing come between me and you. So before I have seeds, gotta understand my roots. Gotta understand the truth, we is all kings round here. Life's not all fair, words to be far dear. All going hard till I earn like a poor bird. Although my body's in the US, my heart's there. I can never be ashamed of her. I got my features and my name from her. Mama Africa. The richest place on earth. Know just what you're worth. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.